Hey, what's up? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 17th of March, 2020. Well, fucking well, man. What I mean, I don't feel good to start off with. I do not feel good. Um, I'm sick. I don't have coronavirus, which is great. I don't, fuck man, there's so many emotions and thoughts and things that I don't even know where to start right now. I want to say I don't feel good, but then I want to be positive and I don't want to dwell on negativity, but I just, nah, I, I think the honest thing to start off with is I don't feel good. Um, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel excited about what's happening. So I'll start off with being sick. I'm sick. Um... I got sick, I started getting sick uh, last Sunday night after WOMAD, um, the first night that I was there, it was all dusty and shit and I had a bit of a scratchy throat and then Monday went and I went to WOMAD and a bit scratchier and Tuesday, Wednesday was kind of fine, escalating a bit, Thursday I started to get like a really blocked nose and oh god, sorry, I'm going to be sniffing all the way through this, um, so yeah, then Friday, bit more sick, cancelled my show in Adelaide on Friday night, or cancelled my Saturday night show, was going to go ahead with Friday because, um, I just, I mean, last week the fucking, if you're listening to this right now in the date that it's on, you'll know this last week has been the most fucking insane week of like freaking out people really freaking out about the coronavirus is spreading worldwide italy is locked down now spain is locked down france has closed all restaurants and bars the east and west coast of the states have closed it all the comedy festival the melbourne comedy festival on friday was called off um i like to this morning i'm recording this on monday um Monday morning, the state of Victoria declared a state of emergency, which is where I live at. Um, I mean, it's fuck, it's just been so insane. And so I was, as that was all kind of amping up, amping up, increasing, crescendoing, as it was getting more and more likely that the whole fucking world or like the Western world is going to go into a shutdown. Oh, beautiful tea. Where would I be without you? As it was looking through the week more and more like the whole fucking world is going to shut down, I was getting more and more sick and I was in denial about being sick because I was in Adelaide and all I could think about was like, if I get sick, first of all, is it coronavirus? And if it's coronavirus, am I going to be okay? Quickly turned into, I don't. I think I'm going to be fine if it's coronavirus. Am I going to have to stay <coughs> in Adelaide? Am I going to be quarantined with my mum for another, you know, at my mum's house for another 14 days? And uh, that started to stress me out. And so on Friday morning, I decided I was looking up all the symptoms and uh, they were becoming more and more available on the government websites and on the news websites and shit. And so I just, uh, I thought my nose is runny and that's one of the main things that you can tell the difference apparently between coronavirus and a cold is if your nose is, if you're having a runny nose, that's not 
a coronavirus symptom and I've had a runny nose so that, and I haven't had any contact with anyone who's had coronavirus. So it's probably a cold. And I just thought on Friday morning, I fucking, I, I can't be stuck in Adelaide. Even if I, uh, if I don't have coronavirus, I was just thinking like if they fucking stop all flights, if they make everyone go on lockdown, like they did in Italy, I cannot be stuck in Adelaide. I got to get back home to Melbourne. So I, um, I fucking booked a flight for, for Saturday in the day and I, uh, got, uh, I canceled my Saturday night show and I was planning to do the Friday show, but then gluttony said, well, if you're too sick to do the Saturday, then you probably shouldn't do the Friday. Even if you don't have coronavirus, if you can't get us a note from a doctor, how crazy is that? If you can't get a note from a doctor saying that you don't have it, then we're not going to let you go on stage. And I was like, ah, fair enough. All right. So I canceled Friday night's show as well. <coughs> canceled my other spots on that night. Friday was the day when people started to freak out. That was when they canceled Comedy Festival. Thursday night, we went to sleep. The Formula One in Melbourne was still on. The Comedy Festival was still on. Friday morning, Formula One canceled. Friday lunchtime, Comedy Festival canceled. Friday, just after lunch, I've booked my flight back to Melbourne. I've canceled my both of my shows Friday, Saturday night in Adelaide, and uh, and I'm fucking. It's like panic stations everyone's freaking out I fucking all day Friday I was like I'm gonna try and read a book I'm gonna try and do something I couldn't do anything man I was just glued to my phone I don't even think I had any music on all day I was just at mum's place while she went she was at work and I just was pacing around the fucking lounge room at mum's place just glued to the Guardian feed, watching numbers roll in of, like, you know, cases escalating. And the thing is, as well, is it's so fucking agonizingly slow. Like, I mean, that sounds awful to say, like, I want it to happen quicker, because obviously we all know that if it happens quicker, then the hospitals get overloaded and more people die. But, like, you just want some sort of confirmation. I guess, like, the world is so fucking big, man. They can't just shut down the world. Like, with the bushfires, it was awful, but, uh, I mean, at least it all kind of happened, you know? Like, it was happening, it was about to happen, and then it happened, and it all kind of happened so fast, and then it was done, and, like, oh, this feels like it's gonna be going on for, like, weeks, months, months, man! I know everyone's feeling like this, and I, but I'm fucking, I know, months, like, this could be going on, I, who knows, <laughs> and, like, the bushfires just happened in, like, a few weeks, and, it, I mean, it was, like, thousands, tens of thousands of people affected, this is, like, millions, tens of millions, it's gonna take longer to fucking shut the shit down, and it just, <clears throat> I'm almost greedy for the updates, because, you know, I just want to, I want to see the the cases spike so we know, like, all right, it's fucking, it's happening, we all just need to go into complete lockdown, everyone freaking out is justified, and we can just go ahead and freak out right now. Fuck, this is so fucking scary, isn't it? I've been trying to not think about it, because I guess that's the whole thing, is like, don't think about it, but it is, 
you start thinking about it. And it's so fucking scary. I've been, uh, I've been like, uh, all right, let me try and break down. Fuck, man. <laughs> this is... <coughs> Talking to myself weirdly is the first time that I'm allowing myself to really try and like intellectually grapple with the idea of what's going on right now. So forgive me if I descend into incoherence here. Oh, thank God I got my new bloody laptop, right? So at least when I go crazy, y'all can hear it in fucking good sound quality. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, and I'm fucking sick. Like the existential crisis is enough, but I also just have a cold, which sucks, you know, on a different level. Like I went to the doctor this morning, finally, to just be like, I was going to the doctor anyway to get, to get fucking earwax cleaned out of my ear, of all things. <laughs> that had been in my ear since the Perth Fringe. <coughs> Sorry, um, I'd, I'd had fucking earwax in my ear for like a month and a half and it's just been annoying me and, <laughs> and I had these drops that the doctor gave me and he was like put them in for three days and then come back and we'll fucking syringe all this earwax out of your ear and then I didn't take the, the drops to Adelaide so I was like fuck alright I'll do it when I get back and you know I could have gone to a different doctor, whatever but I just had this date you know in my fucking calendar for like the Monday when I get back, I'm going to the doctor and I'm going to get my fucking, <laughs> I'm going to get my ears syringed with all this earwax. Sorry, that's really gross, I know. And um, and it's just been this thing that I've been kind of perversely looking forward to, like, you know, finally freedom. And, uh, and then lo and behold, the day that I fucking go in, my question to him is actually like, hey man, do I have corrupt, like... I don't even know what I found funny about that initially, but I ju it was nice to laugh for a second, wasn't it? Just the uh, the triviality of the original appointment uh, then overlaid with the seriousness of the situation right now that really any... To just talking to a doctor right now, they're like oracles at the moment, aren't they? They're like fucking Nostradamus. I'm just going in there going, is everything going to be okay, daddy? <laughs> He must just, oh man, you know what, actually, fucking, I don't know, if, God bless, God bless, God fucking bless this doctor today, because I'm in the waiting room at the clinic, a 9am appointment, and uh, and he comes like real quick, I guess it's real early, there's not that many people in there, I'm trying not to cough, so I don't want to bum everyone out. And uh, I also, when I walked up to the counter, I didn't touch the counter. I'm like standing a foot back from the counter, you know. Aiden Jones, 9am. Thank you. Yes, 5th of February, 1991. Thank you very much. Sit down. Um, and uh, the doctor comes out after like five minutes. And when I stand up, he shakes my hand. He puts his hand out to shake my hand. And I, I went to put my hand and then I went, oh, whoa, actually, no. And he went, ah, oh, man, don't worry. Like, I'm going to, we're going to sanitize our hands as soon as we get into my office. And I was like, yes, fucking give me this handshake, brother. I want it so bad. A little bit of, of, of touch of fucking human interaction that I feel like I've been starved of. And we get in and we both just fucking scrub our hands raw <laughs> on the hand sanitizer. 
And um, I mean, that what a beautiful thing that he did. I, I appreciated it at the time and I'm appreciating it again now. All that doctor's appointment was for, it was just out of coincidence that I had it booked. But when I went in there, it was just like, dude, is it going to be okay? I don't think I have coronavirus. Do I? No? Okay. Then still, what do I do? What happens? He pulled out some laminated sheet of the symptoms. It was like, you got these? I was like, some of them, yes. Some of them, no. <coughs> And he went, have you been in contact with any confirmed cases, housemates, friends, blah, 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 blah. No. All right, then we're not going to test you. And I was like, cool. And then he checked my lungs with his little stethoscope and he went, your lungs seem, sound like they're really clear, man. They, they don't have any stuff in them. And I was like, they don't feel clear. And he was like, well, they are. All right. So good for you. And then and then he fucking put all this water in my ear and 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 put the earwax out and was like, there you go, all good, you're still going to feel like shit because you're sick, I was like, I know, uh, and I was like, thanks dude, <laughs> it was just, it seemed like he just was not freaking out at all, man, that was the best I've felt today, I reckon, the calm, steadying hand of the medical profession, um, just, just fucking soothing my fears for a brief moment I thought about that being quarantined I was in his office and it's like you are you spend a lot of time in this office man and it's a real sterile environment I wonder if doctors develop any kind of emotional attachment to their office you know the place that you work but it is quite literally a sterile environment like it has to be I don't know if I that was really nice anyway it's been a yeah it has been a tough week and it's hard to not, um, I guess we all have to, God, listen to me sound like such a fucking, I, I'm trying to, I, 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 no, I'm not trying to steer clear. I am very, uh, I, I feel like instinctively I want to avoid that whole like preachy tone of like, we've all got to just pull together in this time, even though we do, like we absolutely do, you know, but it's just to be the person standing in front of everyone going, this is what we got to do, guys. It's like, yeah, we know, all right? Fuck off. We know what we have to do and we hate it. And now we hate you for saying it. There's a lot of fucking anger going, oh, man, actually, this was a good one. Because <laughs> <coughs> there is so much anger going around right now and just emotions because people are scared and um, and and upset that they have to interrupt their lives. I'm upset that the Melbourne Comedy Festival is cancelled because the money is not that bad. I mean, I'm fucking, can, I'm lucky that I can claim Centrelink and I have a little bit of money still on the way from the Adelaide Fringe, which is hopefully going to arrive in a timely fashion. I think it will. Um, so financially, it's not a big thing for me and I'll get to this story in a second. Trust me, this is good. Um, but that's not the big thing for me. The big thing for me right now is uh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like my direction, you know? We watched this movie, The Chef, last night, me and Blake and Liz. And uh, I watched it with my mum last week. It's a fucking great movie. And it's about this guy who's a fine dining chef and he works in this restaurant and him and the owner have it out over what he's going to cook. He wants to follow his heart. The owner wants him to play it safe and he ends up quitting 
And uh, he has this moment with one of his friends where he says, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I always knew what I was going to do as a chef. It's onto this next thing and the next thing and I'm, whatever. And I don't know what I'm going to do right now. And his friend said, well, that's a really good place to start. And I kind of feel like that, but maybe I'm still struggling to see the optimism in it yet. As much as I'm trying to tell myself, I know the optimistic angle is like, well, if you don't know what you're going to do, that's ultimate freedom. So you can do anything. So you just have to find the thing that you want. But it's also very scary because I, I just, for the last like seven or eight years, I've like every night or every, at least every week, I'm like, I'm going to do stand up. I've got stand up. That's what I'm working towards. If I don't know what I'm doing, I can write, I can think about my gig. And then the next night or whenever I can go on stage and do the gig. And now that Melbourne Comedy Festival has been cancelled and all the gigs are being cancelled, I'm like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I, don't, I can't work from home because there's no work. And um, I can do this podcast. I'm thinking about doing like every day, doing like YouTube things or things like for Instagram, you know, shit like that. But it just... I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. But it feels scary because it's not the thing that I know. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I have stuff that I can work on. I've got ideas, but it's scary to do them. And I even, man, and I promise I will get New York Times. I'll make a note. New York Times. That's the fucking story that I talked about that I got excited about for a second. And I'm putting it in my, in my little notebook, NYT, and I'm going to underline it. Also, I would like to take this moment to say that any new listeners to the podcast, please go on the fucking Instagram. Uh, it's sitting under podcast, and my Instagram is Aiden Jones Comedy, and I'm sorry for sniffing in between those two. The part that I really want people to listen to, I made disgusting with my gross fucking illness. Um, sorry, I'm going to sniff away from the mic now. That wasn't me sniffing. That was just me sucking on the penis that I have always ready next to me. Yeah, I've been thinking about these YouTube videos and, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to maybe do YouTube videos every day and I'm going to try and write a few jokes every day and then, you know, just do those to camera. And that's kind of like stand-up, I guess. But it's also just a thing that I can do, that I can work towards every day, right? And, and, and put it out there. But it's kind of scary to do because I remember the first time I went on stage, I didn't want any of my friends to come and see because I was embarrassed. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should take a sample of that sniffing sound and then get garage band to like edit it out as background noise anyway the first time I did stand up I, I didn't want any of my friends to come and see because I was embarrassed because it's quite an arrogant thing it's presumptuous or it's like in my mind everyone was going to make fun of me for wanting to go on stage and do something you know and uh, I had to have two friends come because that was how the show worked you had to bring friends to get on stage but just that first time was so fucking scary and um, it feels like the same kind of thing now. Like stand-up is what I do. It's not scary to do anymore. But it is scary to like put up a fucking YouTube video of me telling jokes to the camera because it's the same thing in my head. All of my friends who are now comedians who I want their respect, they're all like going to be laughing at me, you know, because it's like, oh, look at old fucking... <laughs> Look at old fuckos here trying to do something. What a loser. 
<laughs> I know, as soon as I say it, like it's absurd, but the feeling doesn't go away. Um, and I guess successful people or interesting people are just people that have learned to ignore that self-doubt because all of that is is your own fucking stupid ego and your voice in your head going, don't do it, don't do it, everyone's going to laugh at you. Well, so what if everyone's going to laugh at you? Who cares? You're supposed to do it for you. So I'm, I'm going to do it for me. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to write jokes every day and say them into a, into a camera for myself. And that's how many people is going to watch it too. Fuck face. <laughs> oh, that's the fine line to walk, isn't it? It's like, all right, do it for yourself, but also make it commercially viable. Stupid. Um, that's it, isn't it? As I fucking, I also do as much as I say, I don't care about the money. I've got Centrelink. I do kind of still care about the money. And when Melbourne Comedy Festival cancelled, I pretty much said goodbye to a reasonably estimated $10,000 that I was going to earn. And I'm not going to ask people to fucking donate it because there are people out there doing way more important shit than me and who are doing it way fucking tougher and who aren't on Centrelink. That, you know, need the money more. I'm fine. I'm fine financially. I am. But it's just, I still, you know, I'd like to make money. And I don't know how long this is going to last for. Anyway. Oh, let me tell that New York Times story that I was teasing you guys about there. Because there is this, all right, this is what it is. Is I feel scared and my fear and anger comes from my loss of direction and drive in my life, you know. Um, but I guess, I, I guess that if you kind of zoom out a little bit on it, rather than just be specific to me is not a loss necessarily of direction, but a loss of like, I had this future planned for myself. I knew where I was going to be in a week, a month, three months, you know, I had this idea. I'm going to get back to Melbourne and I'm going to work on my show for the next two weeks. I'm going to do spots and then I've got the comedy festival and I'm going to work hard at that. And everyone kind of does that in their own way. You know, you have your ideas about your life or what you want to do. I know I'm always asking people, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What's the next thing? What are you looking forward to? And that's me trying to be positive. But in doing that, I think we all think we all plan our lives ahead a little bit. Even though every day you try and surprise yourself and enjoy it and whatever and live in the moment, we all, we all plan our shit out. And what this fucking virus has done is it's wiped all of those plans off of the table because it's such it's like nah dude it's not next week or next month this virus is gonna be this lockdown shit is happening for like a few months like at least till the end of april but really we're thinking like june i'm hoping it's done by july so that we can still have the edinburgh fringe but that's the kind of time frames that we're looking at and as soon as you start talking in like three months from now you can't do anything, everyone's plans are fucking gone and that makes people upset and there's a lot of anger and a lot of fear and emotion fucking just swirling around in the only place now that we have to put it, which is the internet. And who did walk into the path of this fucking maelstrom? <laughs> well... This cunt, this fucking stupid ass, unluckiest cunt. 
This dude, I read this story on the New York Times about this fucking guy. <laughs> God, this makes me so happy. It's like, thank God. Thank God it wasn't me. Because this is just a person who has fallen prey to selfishness, you know? Has seen an opportunity and has, like, to make money. And, and has just gone about it in a way that, I don't know, man. I reckon any one of us... Given the opportunity to make money off this crisis, if you remove yourself from it in a nut, like I was talking to fucking my best mate Phil the other day about the best time to invest is when the stock market dips, and and that's because people are selling and people are hard done by and people are fucking you know losing money, and so it's best to buy shit then, and we all agree that that's chill. Because you're so removed from the reality of it. But this guy, what this guy has done, I'll get to the point. What this guy and his brother did was they uh, they have these accounts on Amazon and eBay where they buy shit cheap and sell expensive. And this guy saw an opportunity initially to buy 2,000 of these kits, these like medicine kits. They were five bucks each for 2,000 of them and they had like hand sanitizer and breathing masks and all the shit that you need in the coronavirus outbreak, right? And the dude's in America somewhere. And um, he haggled the guy down, haggled him down, his fucking absolute shark, from uh, from five bucks each for 2,000 to 350 each for 2,000. So what's that? Seven grand for 2,000 of these packs with hand sanitizer and like gloves and masks and whatever in them. And then he sold them online for between 40 to 50 bucks each, all right? So that's, what's 40 into $3.50? Whatever the fuck it is, all right, if you've got uh, 2,000 of those and he bought them for seven grand and he's selling them for 40, seven gra- uh, two, 2,000 times $40 is 80 grand. He's bought them for seven grand and he sold them for 80 grand and he sold all of them they said for between 40 and 50 dollars each right and that's just the start they've done that and then they've gone all right now we're going to go out and buy hand sanitizer and they have filled a storage locker full of uh i think the figure was eighty thousand bottles of hand sanitizer i might be remembering that wrong and i'm not going to look up the article but eighty thousand is even a conservative estimate. Might have been, I don't know, two hundred billion, something like that. All right, somewhere in between eighty grand and two hundred billion. A fucking bunch of hand sanitizer, and he's selling them. He was selling them online for up to one hundred and fifty dollars at peak. Right, a pop, and he's bought them for like a dollar, five dollars, like nothing. And this guy and his brother are cleaning up. At this point, they, you know, they're sitting in that warehouse. Losing their mind, laughing, hysterical. How smart are we? We are geniuses. This is how Jeff Bezos did it. But in comes the fucking media, man, because that's not even the whole story. The whole story then is that Amazon and eBay started shutting down accounts that were price gouging on items like this during the epidemic because of the morality of it. It's clearly wrong. They've loosely defined price gouging. They're not going to say what it is. They can just decide whether they reckon you're doing it or not, which is smart. (coughs) And so they've shut down these guys' accounts. So these guys now 
have this fucking <laughs> stockpile of hand sanitizer that remember they drove around to stores all over the state all over their fucking state in the US all over the city first and then all over the state with a van and then they hired a fucking <laughs> like a truck <laughs> And every store they went to, they cleaned out the shelves of hand sanitizer <laughs> and took them back to this fucking warehouse. And I know you guys don't know how this ends right now. So you guys are going, uh, listening to me describe this, going, why are you laughing, Aiden? Why are you laughing at this? It's not funny. These guys are fucking awful. Well, yeah, they are. And that's why I'm laughing because they thought they were doing it in secret, but they don't know that the whole world is fucking looking for a lightning rod to direct their anger at. And I was angry when I read it. I was so angry when I read this. But I'm reading it on the New York Times, so clearly I'm not the person, the only person who fucking knows about it, you know? And I mean, what would you do to those guys? Think about that. Think about if you, if you fucking... I mean, like, what's hand sanitizer, you know? We all, I hope, are slowly fucking coming to understand what the benefits are of social distancing and what hand sanitizer what the role that has to play in social distancing and how it can help slow the spread of the disease so that we can manage it better in hospitals and that means that less people fewer fewer people are going to die right that's what hand sanitizer is but like at the end of the day 80,000 things of hand sanitizer isn't going to save your grandma's life you know but if your grandma died of coronavirus or your husband, or your fucking mum, or your brother, or, or the person you fucking care about in the world died of coronavirus, and then you see these guys hoarding hand sanitizer that could have helped slow the spread of coronavirus, you're like, I don't give a fuck about anyone anymore, I'm just buying a gun, I live in America, and I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers. So anyway, Amazon and eBay shut them down. So they're just sitting on this thing and they don't know what to do. And in the article, right, the New York Times, these guys are so fucking dumb. <laughs> they've, they've agreed to speak to the New York Times. And they're so in their own bullshit that, sorry, the main guy in his interview, he's quoted in the article in the New York Times, right, as going like, you know, I really, he goes, I really think we're doing a public service. <laughs> Listen to him justify it. Fuck, I gotta put, I'll put the link to the article in the fucking episode notes of this episode because it's so good. It's the feel good article of the week, man. I'm telling you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, in the, so he goes, I think we're doing a, a public service. Because um, he goes, we're buying this stuff from remote stores and big like Costco's and stuff in, you know, like on the interstate highway and wherever. And then we're shipping it to people in locations in big metropolitan areas where supplies are low and people need it. And uh, and he goes, you know, maybe it's like a uh, like 20 times markup or whatever. Or he goes, maybe I buy it for a dollar and sell it for $20. But... Like, you don't factor in my own labor in driving around and getting to those places, and you don't factor in uh, maybe because it's really hard to ship hand sanitizer legally because it's got, like, alcohol and stuff in it. So, like, you don't know that maybe there's, like, a $10 shipping fee as well. So, like, actually, 
I'm only making like $3 per bottle, which isn't very much. And that's like my labor. <laughs> this is how this guy sounds in my head. Actually, like, you know, if you think about it, like I'm kind of doing a good thing because I'm just taking it from the places that don't need it and I'm giving it to the people who do need it. I'm kind of like Santa in a way, you know, but with eBay and I'm fucking, I uh, have heaps of money instead. God, this fucking guy, man, this, this fucking guy. <laughs> and, um, that was towards the end of the article. And then, uh, just at the end of the article. So they have that interview with the guy and I'm like fucking just filling up with anger, fury right now. I'm ready to fly to America and buy a gun and shoot this cunt in the face. And I don't even, I don't even care about coronavirus. I'm just so angry because the Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking hand sanitizer hogging cunt! You cancelled my comedy festival! You're the reason why I don't know what I'm going to do with my life for the next fucking three months. You can't. I've, I've been working for eight years. I've, I've written a really good show and now it's not going ahead. And it's all because of you! <laughs> bang, 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 bang! That's me shooting him in the dick. Pew, pew! That's me making noises with the gun because the bullets ran out, but I still want to keep shooting him because it feels fucking good. And then right at the end, <laughs> after the ad... The banner ad, the last sentence is just like, Bloobity Blue is now looking for ways <laughs> to, to donate his hand sanitizer stockpile to charity. <laughs> since, since the writing of this article, <laughs> Cunty McFuckface <laughs> is looking to donate his shit to charity so that people don't fucking <laughs> hunt him down in the street like a dog. <laughs> oh my god oh my god there is good in the world ladies and gentlemen there's fucking good shit oh, I hope you're all staying safe that's the podcast for this week man thank you so much for listening this has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree peace
I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.